Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast. It's all connected. Everything. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is It's All Connected, episode 117. This is Russ, and back with me are John and Daryl. Evening, guys. What's up? Hi, hi. Hey. So, uh, there was an unintended gap in the recording schedule. Last The last episode was pretty much a cluster <laughs> from <laughs> Jump. Uh, we, we, we tried to do right. it as a uh, Google Hangout, and then we found out kind of late in the game that, oh yeah, uh, Google has no longer does Google Hangouts. Everything is a YouTube Live uh, setup, which we weren't really kind of geared to do that. So we kind of had to punt at the last minute. Uh, and then we had a really riveting conversation, including Brad Milo uh, and the three of us, to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. And uh, your guy, you guys sounded great. Like you, you, you guys were awesome. Uh, but due to a technical malfunction, um, translation uh, screw up on my part my half of the conversation was nowhere to be found. So uh, it doesn't make for good podcasting when a good portion of the, the recording is, is not there to, to be heard. So uh, so that show is kind of toast. Um, well, you could bleep in a lot of stuff and pretend you cursed through the whole thing. Yeah, well, you know, there's Just, that. There's, there's always that. Uh, everyone loved Spider-Man Homecoming, and Daryl liked it a lot. <laughs> there you That's, go. I li- that's I like basically it. it. Yeah, that's right. So I, th- I think because poor Brad, you know, we finally got him back on the show, and then and then uh, his stuff gets clipped. Uh, th- there is some some conversation bits and stuff I'm going to pull out of that, and I think I'll just attach it to the end of the show. So like after we sign off, if uh, if you guys want to listen in, I'll you know the the good conversation bits that don't have me on them, or or I don't you don't need to hear me blather. Uh, I'll try and insert those in so you kind of get a flavor of what we're what we're talking about. And I think after we get through the news, depending how long we go today, we'll we'll recap um, with it. But yeah, so sorry about that. We uh, yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was frustrating because it was a pretty good. It was all better than Iron Fist. Yes, yes, bad. yes, it was. Um, but there is a lot of news. I mean, we've had D twenty three, we've had San Diego Comic Con. Uh, there's been a ton of news coming out, so we're just gonna jump right in to the to the biggest news, mm-hmm. uh, which is Infinity War. So a lot of footage. There's some D23 stuff that went out. Uh, there was some stuff mm-hmm. at Comic Con. None of it has been released. I, I think f- if you were lucky enough and the stars were aligning, you were, could capture I, it on. I saw a bit of it in my car. Yeah, I just happened to. It was on Twitter, and I you know was about to leave, and I clicked it and it was just a dude holding a phone and it just shows the guardians it shows when thor uh, crashes into the the guardian ship and then they pick him up and bring him in and then there's people cheering and then i was like i'm a grown-ass man i could just wait to see the trailer when it's legit and not somebody shaking yeah because they're clapping and whatnot as it's playing and and that's a that's probably uh, the the most flattering description of that footage that you can give. I mean, not only is it like 
somebody holding a phone and shaking. It's like halfway in the guy's pocket. It's crooked yes. and it's <laughs> yes. shot between like two ladies' heads in front of them. Oh, you know. man. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and that's pretty common. I, we talked about this before, but the last time when they did D23 for Civil War, like that footage never got out. Like they never. Uh, you know, even on the DVD or the Blu-ray, they never they never put it out. So it's kind of one of those things where, unless you know somebody's really good with a leak, because they've gotten really really good about you know making sure people aren't recording stuff. So uh, the panel the panel audio and video is out there. Uh, there's a link to the panel from from Comic Con on our Facebook page, but most of the cast uh, was there. But kind of the big things they they put out the it was like a two part poster for Infinity War, which is just, a, again, it's another one of these uh, kind of Photoshop clip together. But you get you get a better look at uh, Iron Man's new costume, which mm-hmm. is, or armor, I should say, costume. Uh, it's really reminiscent of, remember when they did the Heroic Age, like after they came back after Secret Invasion and everything kind of got back to normal? Tony had that armor that had the, it was a lot sleeker. It was like a cherry red. They had the... Yeah. The arc reactor uh, little bits everywhere like you saw these little circles yeah, uh, yeah. everywhere so it kind of looks like that to me but it it's because v- it was like detachments Remember yeah you could do like little little attachments to yeah. it yeah was that after <laughs> superior iron man like after he got his brain back yes. from it no, no, like after uh maybe i'm trying to think when he got his brain that. no no i think it that was after evil. That was Axis of Evil when they got the the evil thing. When they, no, when they it wasn't the brain. flip, but there was something Switch. where Tony rebooted his brain to where he had a backup of it prior to no, when he's thinking, Civil you, War. But you, yeah, but you mentioned, but John mentioned the when he turned evil for a second. Remember when he he was like the oh yeah, yeah, Iron Axis Man or that, something. Yeah. Remember that? That was that Axis of Evil crap. Yeah. Uh, that went on the heroes are villains and the villains are heroes yeah, yeah. thing right but it's pretty sleek i mean it has like a lot of um it almost looks somewhat organic when you look at it there's there's a lot of like mm-hmm. curved lines and um it it's funny it definitely gets less bulky over time where it almost is going to look yeah. like a second skin uh, i have a feeling they're just going to throw attachments on it like they did in in avengers 2 when he needs it yeah yeah that makes sense you know to bulk it up and then they can get out of it. Yeah. Um, but the other, the two biggest things. And so I, this, uh, this is my, I, Oh, Jason Momoa was great. In that <laughs> panel. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll call it my, uh, I called, I called it moment, but we talked a while back uh, about how Evans was supposed to be filming in June and uh, he still had his beard. And I said, well, maybe uh-huh. maybe we have a bearded cap. And so, of course, the poster comes out, and it's cap with his beard and slightly longer hair and uh, his costume. We got, kind of got to see the upper part of his of his of the uniform he's wearing, and it's very it's it's a little more reminiscent of Winter Soldier, uh, except even less flashy than that. Um, right. And then he, he said he'd get a new name too, right? Well, yeah. The, uh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk. I think of, it's the captain. Yeah, the captain. There's been a lot of talk of Nomad. Uh, so, mm-hmm. um, the, there's an image of Bucky with his new arm that doesn't have the star on it anymore. So, uh, other than that, he looks just like the Winter Soldier. But 
the the biggest thing for me that I saw was the silver haired Black Widow. And I don't know if you guys so what it wasn't clear to me is is that black uh-huh. is that Black Widow in disguise or is that an old Black Widow? Was it definitely silver haired? I, I thought I, I didn't look closely i thought it was blonde until you're just saying it now but i could totally be wrong i only looked at it quickly and i assumed it was just like a different incognito look for her because you're both right i mean you both could be right because she is on the run right she is on the run from the government so she could i could see her put the blonde one on and that could be a throwback to the second black widow yelena belova yeah yeah, remember yeah. her? That could be like a little thing to her. But then I could also see maybe getting hit with that gem to make her one of the gems to age her. Or it, I, I think time is going to come into this movie in some form or fashion. So I'm curious if this is... Maybe. Yeah, if... if especially if they kill people, especially if they kill off a lot of the Avengers. Yeah. And that, I mean, because that means they are right. Like, some Avengers won't get out of it, won't make it. Maybe, you know, like, have them get killed, and then that's a staple of Thanos's of of the uh, the Infinity Gems is people die all the time, like they kill everybody, and then you know once they win, everybody comes back. Yeah, yeah. You know that's 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 kind of the thing when you have a gem that can do anything. When you have multiple, you yeah, I mean play between with that. reality, time, space, uh, you know everything. Yeah. So. Uh, so it'll be. I'm, I'm looking at a, a pretty decent uh, close up of that area of the poster now. I'm actually going to mm-hmm. put it in the little chat here if you okay. guys can pull it up uh, in see. Skype. It it looks blonde to me. It's a light. It's like a platinum ish, but it's uh, when you open it up, it looks pretty blonde. Yeah, I can't like see. To me, it still looks. There's a lot of yellow in the background, and it almost seems like that's the reflection. But if you look at the part that's right above her right eye, that looks white. Um, yeah, and that could be lighting. Like you see how the streak that yeah. white kind of goes overhead. I mean, it could it could go either way. And she but looks when a I little looked at it older, like the way they're doing her makeup. But in these, right? But in these, I mean, but the way they do posters, which are horrible now. Yeah, no, agreed. It just it it makes everybody look a little because it's that painted style. Yeah. So it kind of makes everybody look a little. But I mean, I can see it go both ways, though. We could, I mean, if they go the route of, with the time thing, if they go the route of, um, they lose, right? <laughs> the Avengers lose the battle. Time passes. She was, you know, she kind of got away or whatever. And then they have to gather together again. And then they kind of have to, and then at the end of the movie, they kind of have to go back to that point in time before everything went bad and come up with a whole new plan to beat them. You get what I'm saying? Sure, yeah, that's yeah. been done. You know, that, that whole thing's been done before. I mean, that's the thing with this. It could go that way. You know, and then the second movie could be a totally different movie because now they know what happened when they do the first plan of them. Maybe the Avengers were scattered. Now it's like we can't afford to mess up and be scattered. Now we have to be together as a group and work together again. So then maybe in the second movie, that could be the, the thing of a united Avengers with a plan. Yeah. Going after Thanos. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting. So I'm really curious to see mm-hmm. 
what some of this is. But, you know, they've been talking, hyping up the whole Scarlet Witch and the Vision, you know, romance Mm -hmm. aspect of it, uh, which will be interesting because she should be on the run with Cap and Vision's clearly in on the Team Avengers. So star-crossed lovers yeah so that'll be interesting to see how that how that shakes out um so yeah so that's pretty much all we know with infinity war i'm guessing we're probably going to get a trailer here pretty quick um i'm I'm sure i think they want things to just pass first i think it'll be once the tv season starts again and it'll be Mm -hmm. on kimmel like once kimmel comes back i think Mm -hmm. that's where you'll see it that's kind of been their their modus operandi lately is let kimmel and there's no and there's no competition. You know, yeah. I'm talking about anything right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't. You think about it. It's like you don't have to have it come out right now. They're gonna put the they put the Justice League stuff out. Then they put Ready Player One. Like there were so many trailers that dropped. Yeah, I think there was like 50 um, or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, there were a lot of like there was a lot of movie uh, and movie and TV news that came out of um, San Diego this year more than than I'm used to. I'm seeing more than I expected. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. And I could see them saying, we don't have to do this right now. Like, you know, like you, we, it's, you know, we can just hold it and then have this thing come out when in humans or whatever is coming out. And, you know, that'll be the hook to get people into IMAX to see in humans, the exclusive yeah. trailer for <laughs> infinity war. You're right. It'll be, though, it'll be a, uh, right. meet Joe black thing for, uh, episode one. People yeah. just go to uh, see the trailer. You're, you are absolutely right. I can see them using it. So. I can see them saying, we're going to place this trailer right in, you know, right in front of, uh, and humans. I would, yeah. If we could get a couple of extra button the seats, cause there are people that we, we know there are people that will pay the little extra money. Even if they walk out, oh sure, humans is over. Yeah. There are people that will pay just to watch that thing, even though they could just wait the next day and watch it on on online. Yeah, but they want to see it on the big screen. So, yep, yep, I would do it. Um, a little bit of Avengers four news. So again, they're they're not filming quote unquote at the same time. They're pretty much filming back to back. So uh, I think they wrapped on. Infinity War, I think, like two, three weeks ago. It looks like uh, Avengers 4, with whatever it's going to be called, is going to start up in August, which I think next week is when that starts up. Um, they're going to be doing some filming in Japan, and I guess I saw some stuff today that they were looking for some, like, Yakuza types. So uh, so that'll be interesting to see uh, to see what's going on with that. Um, it'll be interesting to see when Wolverine shows up. <laughs> <laughs> To fight the ninjas, right. that'll be the, uh, right. uh, the yeah the, the the like the the civil war thing. It's like they'll retool it to to fit him in. That'd be hilarious. Um, but yeah, we don't. Other than that, we don't really know much about that at all at this point. I mean, we don't have a title. We don't, you know, I you know, we don't have much of anything. I don't think we're going to get a title on that one for quite some time. If no, I wouldn't be surprised even if we don't get a real a title until. Infinity War comes out, um, uh-huh. but we'll see. Um, some Ant Man and, and the Wasp news. Uh, I was, I guess that makes sense because it's it's filming and gearing up right now. Uh, but it, right. but it looks like Michelle Pfeiffer is going to play uh, Janet Van Dyne. So that's cool. She's been kind of making a comeback on the acting scene. She kind of was. It seemed like away for a while, and 
Yeah, she did take a break. Yeah, she's doing that she murder on the Orient Express, and uh, and now she's going to be, uh, yeah, be Janet uh, Van Dyne. Lawrence Fishburne uh, is going to play Bill Foster, who uh, in the comics was uh, Goliath. Uh, yeah. Until his untimely demise in Civil War. That was the most famous thing he's ever done is when he died. Yeah, unfortunately. Of that character. Um. So yeah, so it'll be interesting to he see was, if if they make him a like if he if he if he becomes a you know pim particle type of character or if they're just going to have him be a scientist. I yeah, I just think he's going to just be a scientist or if he did it, if he was a giant, if they say that he was a, he was an Ant-Man for a minute, they might throw that out there. Like he did it back in the day, but he retired a long time ago. Yeah, maybe so. Just like Pim did that type of thing. They might do that. Good. Walton Goggins is going to play the villain. I don't think they've kind of fleshed that out completely yet. Uh, no, but no, he's just, he's good in everything. Yeah. So yeah, that's just a good catch. Yeah. And then John, Just give him something to do. I know John's super excited, but they they also said the ghost was going to be in in this movie, which ghost is one of uh, John's favorite characters. I know from Thunderbolts, that was like you were all, you were a big ghost. Yeah, fan. the mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Parker Thunderbolts run. He's a he's an originally a uh, an Iron Man villain. He's That's what like I was about a, to say. Yeah. yeah, he's a corporate espionage type of like. Uh, you know, character that with ghost properties that can like sneak in and out, steal information, right. stuff like that. And they, they used them right. a lot in the Parker Thunderbolts run. It was really good. And I think mm-hmm. I could be mistaken. Maybe you guys can correct me. I'm pretty sure they announced the actress that will be playing Ghost in the movie. And right away, I was like, so they're going female with Ghost. But I maybe I may, maybe I'm mistaken about uh, them naming who was playing the character. Yeah, I know. I know there was another female cast, and I can't recall who they. Yeah. I don't. I. There was an Asian woman. Wasn't yeah, Asian yeah. Woman that was cast? But I didn't think I that was that. Ghost. Um, I thought it was something. Well, may, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. Look that do, up. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to do that myself. But uh, yeah, Ghost is cool. Um, if they use the 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 basic the, the design that they pulled for that Parker run, it's it's a cool looking. Uh, he has to wear a suit to sort of stay uh, in a physical form. If he drops, right. the suit, he's just like a, a spirit, almost like a not a gas, but like a spectral type deal. Um, right. Oh, and I for, this came out a while back, but I don't, I don't think we've recorded since then. But Randall Park is going to play Jimmy Woo, so a, Shield Agent Jimmy Woo, which I thought was was pretty cool. Randall Park is on. Uh, if you watch that ABC show, Fresh Off the Boat, uh, he's the father. Oh yeah, he's the mm-hmm. father on Fresh Off yeah. the Boat. Uh, so yeah, so I'll be curious to see uh, how that's you know given, yeah. given the state of Shield to have a Shield agent. This makes me curious if it's going to be part of the flashback stuff that they may do. I or, think it will be, or uh, if it it's modern be. day. So uh, I think it, I think people, well, people like me that didn't, didn't really think Ant Man was that great. The one thing we you do hear everyone universally like was talk about the you know the the past yeah we, you know yeah. They, like there were references back to the past and stuff and i think maybe they might do another thing of that that might be the ant-man thing that they continue to do for the ant-man films is throw a little couple scenes of uh his time you know back then 
maybe. Yeah. And do that. So that'd be cool. Um, so yeah, so more Ant Man stuff developing. I mean, they had like a little poster, some some art at Comic Con that shows her uh, the Wasp's costume, which again we kind of saw it at the end of Ant Man. So it, you know, no no mm-hmm. surprise, not much change there. Uh, they don't. I don't see who. They don't say who plays the ghost, though. No, I think I must have been reading there. something. Uh, I it was it was in all of that flurry of San Diego Comic Con news, and I yeah. and I probably am just mistaken. So there was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. And were you guys? Um, as I was looking up the ghost stuff, I, I apologize mm-hmm. if I missed it. Were you guys just saying uh, about Michael Pena? How he. Didn't he like give the background of what's happened so far in the MCU in that way that his character tells stories in Ant Man? Did he do that at San Diego? I'm 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 pretty I sure they know. played a video or something of him doing like the I, history of the MCU. No, I'm sure I, maybe they, I don't know if he did. Would. I missed it. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised they did, but I didn't hear anybody mention it that they did that though. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff rattling around in my head from the last like two months yeah. so because I, I think they would have said things. something that like i looked at a lot of the i was posting news as they were releasing it so i didn't see them mention that he did that joke because they would have mentioned it in the the description of the panel oh you know what John? Yeah, okay I, i'm gonna read what it says on bleeding cool <laughs> just to give them credit <laughs> it says uh i just read it and uh michael Pena. uh Paul Rudd and Michael Pena recounting the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with humorous, hum, humorously wrong pictures accompanying as a gag. So they were doing it, and then they were just giving, like, bad info and showing slides and stuff. Uh, uh, oh, nice. So it sounds more like a comedy act than an actual right. like, recap. Yeah. Now, John, according right. to IMDb, which can be hit or miss sometimes... Uh, Hannah John Kamen, that's the actress that they they mentioned alongside uh, Lawrence Fishburne. She is credited as Ghost. Uh, see that? Oh, okay. I'm two for two. Sure. See? I'm two there for two. It's jumbled, but it's there. It's all there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so cool. So I think we're going to start seeing a lot more Ant-Man and the Wasp stuff. The filming is pretty much underway. They're in Atlanta filming that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest surprise, and I think to me the biggest news, more so even than Infinity War, because... We just know Infinity War is just going to be insanity, and everybody, including the kitchen sink, is going to be in it. But to me, the biggest uh-huh, news yeah. was Captain Marvel, uh, in that Captain Marvel is going to be set in the 90s, and it's going to have a two-eyed Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury. Yeah. And the Skrulls are going to be the main villain. And mm-hmm. I know, John, we chatted offline, and I know you, your, your brain was going like a mile a minute with all this, with the, as soon as you heard Skrulls. Um, and how yeah i mean it's it's genius that they're setting you know at first you're like why are they setting this in the 90s then how is she going to be current when they catch her up with the other ones and then they throw the scrolls in and now it's like oh so they can reveal a scroll from the 90s and that person's been like a sleeper agent the entire run of the mcu so so it just gets the brain turning like who are the possible you know, right away, like, my brain went right to Nick Fury because they mentioned him, but it probably makes it too obvious, like, it's not going to be Nick Fury, but... Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. if if Nick Fury is a Skrull, and now you're, like, looking back at all the MCU movies and, and totally differently, right? Because he's been a connecting 
tissue. He's not in every one of them, but he's in, right. like, a lot of them. You know, that would be, that's really, that's just genius to me. And that's why they're, like, so awesome at this. Even the, I'm not going to spoil it, and I'm jumping around a little bit, but the obvious connection now between uh, Ragnarok and Infinity War it's just, it's just like genius that they're taking that character to not really replace the character from the comic story, but connect the movie. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, no. Ah, damn it. I'm t- I mean, I'm tired. The brain is not... Uh, <laughs> so, so the villain of Ragnarok... Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. ...is probably the catalyst for... For Infinity War. That would be really cool if they did it that way, and it would allow them to not introduce yet another character. So yeah. Right, and I'm I'm sold. You know, I guess I didn't hear it for sure, but I'm sold that that's the way they're going. And that's you just mean the woman freaking genius. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. She's the okay. Asgardian uh, goddess right. of death, or right, hell, right. or whatever, right? Close yeah, enough? yeah. If they did that, it would. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They could kind of link that together. You know, that stuff's just like brilliant. Like it's just you making it easier, making it more streamlined, making it more accessible. Like if you saw Ragnarok, you're going to have a much easier time with Infinity War if they do things that way rather than here's another new person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a way to bulk up. Uh, if that comes out, I mean that's a that's a good way to bulk up the Thor movie. Also, I actually thought it was a given, so maybe you want to r- remove this whole part, Russell, because maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But that's <laughs> but that's how right away that's how I figured they were going. Well, they've done it before. I mean, they've they've used like one character to do two things before because it's movies and you don't have time to yeah. Yeah, and they do, you know. Yeah, and then people are like, "Wait a minute, this is death." Wait, wasn't death in that other movie? Like, how does it? Yeah, yeah. it totally makes sense for that to be, to be it. But, but yeah, it's interesting. The other thing is that the Russos were pretty adamant that Captain Marvel is not going to be in Infinity War, which I, I still think two things. One, it explains how she's getting a movie between the two movies. Because mm-hmm. because that movie doesn't take place between those two movies because that was always the right. thing for me. It's like, wait a minute, if this is if this is technically one big story told in two distinct parts, how do you wedge this between? Like, it just seems kind of odd. Well, that's the that was the funny thing is when they cast the one like that. How you answer the question? Captain Marvel should be by the time we get to her Captain Marvel status, she should be a little older than what Brie Larson looks like yeah kind of yeah you know like look a little experienced i mean you just don't become the you know a pilot and all that stuff just like that um, yeah i i still think so, she's gonna show up i think again you're dealing with infinity gems i could see that i think she's a tag I at the end that. um or she uh yeah either she comes at the very end or um, she comes back into their universe in the next movie, in the part two. Yeah. Also, I mean, we kind of take for granted, oh, it's set in the 90s. I mean, it could be 1998. Sure. You know, <laughs> it doesn't. It could be 15 to 20 years ago. It doesn't have to be, you know, mm-hmm. the full 25 years ago. Right. But if they pick her, like, uh, 
Samuel Jackson has a good rapport with female agents, right? Like, it's kind of a cool, you yeah. know, the way they show him in the movies with female agents. If she's his number two at that time, and then she's kidnapped or taken away, you know, maybe they do an explosion or whatever it is. They Whatever it is, she's taken off the off into space or, you know, whatever. Or they test her or they do or they uh, or the creek get her. And they, you know, they do all these things to her, which she comes back, you know, with those powers. But it's a good way to have her, you know, like, but that's a way they could get around, um, like, having her in the mix, the, the middle of all this and having to explain where she's been all this time. Yeah. Like, if you just take her off the... You know, yeah, you just the, uh, you got to be careful with it because you don't want to do like another cap, right? Like frozen in time, right. or you know, just kind of like, right. oh, here's another character that's time displaced. Um, so I think you got to you got to be careful with how you do it. But but yeah, I think yeah. it's interesting. I think well, she's a, there's a lot of yeah. talk too. Prisoner. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say there's a lot of talk too that since this takes place in the '90s, that we could possibly get a return of uh, Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter. Uh, yeah. And possibly a de-aged uh, Robert Redford. They're talking too. So it's. A, I mean, it's so much, like that because they didn't have a show. Like that's a sad thing too. The what they because they never had a, a net. They could have had a Netflix show for that shield. You know, like for the to kind of showcase all that cool stuff of them. You know, putting this whole thing together, right? Because there's no, there's no movie to to deal with these characters. Even though that's the thing about these characters is you you were interested in in Robert Redford's character, but he's dead, right? You know, like that's you know that's the thing. But they made him so interesting. It'd be cool to see him doing his thing behind the scenes with Samuel Jackson, kind of you know lying, manipulating. We know who he is for real, but you know, it'd be cool to kind of see him working. Like even that little scene in Ant Man, like that was the, that was the like most interesting scene, and where I, my my ears perked up was when they wanted to take his formula from him, and they, you know, and they wanted to Shield wanted to take it. Like that was a, I wanted that behind the scenes stuff. I think that's probably what hurt, uh, you know, uh, uh, Carter's show in the first place, Agent Carter, is because people like that. Yeah, you know, they wanted to see more of that. So if you do a movie like that in, in the if you could do that with Captain Marvel and kind of, kind of show us some of that, you know, that that would be kind of, I think that'd be kind of interesting to, to do instead of being like Cap, where you know, even though you'll have her taken away for for a number of years, but we still get to see like she wasn't just gone, you know, like first she was a part of everything, um, and and you know she was a part of the setup of whatever is going on, and she worked with. Uh, Fury and and you know who knows what other connections you could do with her. You could make with her sure. character, um, and we get to see that before she goes away. Be interesting. So yeah, so I'm I'm getting more excited about Captain Marvel, uh, especially with mm-hmm. this because it'll be something a little different and fresh, and doesn't feel like yeah. they're just you know. That's a, well, it's funny. How's how Jim? Remember when Jim was talking about that'd be a great way to bring. If they ever got Fantastic Four back, yeah, yeah, that'd be a great way to do that too, right? Have it they go, you know, they knew Nick and all of them, and they go off into space, 
like you know, like the comic, but instead of coming back down, they don't come back down till now. Yeah, they just got you lost. Know, or they've been in a negative zone, or they've been in a negative zone working together as a team, so that when they do come back down, they're used to working with each other. They have the powers. They, you know, like you don't have to do all that explanation crap. They already have their powers. They've already been working together. They've been, you know, they've been a pretty much exploring and being heroes. So when they come back, done. You got the Fantastic Four established. Yep. And just have them just be in the world doing their thing. Yep. Cool. So that's cute. and we did get some. Um, sorry, we got uh, uh, art for Captain Marvel. Right. Some people would took some shots of the concept art they showed. So the it looks like the costumes pretty accurate to the comics right the like red and blue mm-hmm. um yeah so no stripper boots is what you're saying <laughs> yeah. Wah, wah. Yeah. yeah it's gonna be some disappointing guys yeah at the movies uh we got a new thor ragnarok trailer uh that dropped during san diego uh that looks mm-hmm. crazy it does <laughs> that it looks insane i love it yeah it has just this weird kind of quirky aesthetic to it and i'm 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 guessing a lot of that's just Taika Waititi because that's he just makes these kind uh, of uh, you know strange you know kind of kind of movies. But uh, but yeah, I mean we got like talking Hulk now, like not completely yeah. coherent, but talking, uh, which yeah. I kind of like. I mean, there's only so much of him yelling and you know gesturing mm-hmm. that you know they've been wanting to do this. Yeah, just haven't had a movie to do it, and yet. They kept talking about it, like for the Avenger movies. Yeah, but and his look looks like it just, it's refined a little bit. Like you look at his face, it's it's more, mm-hmm. it's a little closer to Ruffalo, in my opinion, than yeah, than the other. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's, it's a weird, it's a it's a weird thing. It's like, oh, you know, I just flew through a window. Let me explain what happened. Yeah, this is how it all went to hell. Yeah. Um, at least a little bit. I mean, him being a little bit more happier. We've never seen a. Like he's based off of Thor being based off of Vikings who party, and you know they're basically the bros, <laughs> the yeah. bro barbarians, right? Yeah. And all through his movies, he's never enjoyed it. Like he, you know, he had a little bit of it in the first one. Yeah. But, and, but then that went south, and then you know, like he's never, we never really got to see a lot of the the bruiser. Um, bloodlust you know he, he loves battle yeah you know that type of thing so at least look like for this one he's a little bit more of that like he you know even when it's going crazy he still likes a good fight though yeah we we see a lot more and they're saying uh, they, they, i'm sorry they, they were saying that like 80 percent of the dialogue is like ad-libbed or something like it just mm-hmm. has a real fun loose yeah vibe right, right now yeah. and it uh we got to see a lot more of Valkyrie, like Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie. So it, it there's that one scene, it almost looks like a painting, where they show Hela and there's all the Valkyries on the flying horses. Um, right. That looks really cool. So uh, I think we're definitely going to get some. It looks like she has a couple different uh, outfits in there. The black, like we saw in the other ones, and then she's like when they team up it, I'm assuming it's the end of the movie, you know, when they all kind of get together, Loki... Uh, Valkyrie, Thor, and and Hulk. Like she has this white getup on that looks pretty pretty sweet. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 
it it just has like all these bright colors and just kind of like odd set pieces and stuff. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see how it's how how it's received, like how how well it does. Um, mm. I think I will probably do better than the other two because out of all the the MCU movies, Thor has been the one that suffers the most. I think in terms of ticket sales. Yeah, yeah, they've been mediocre. So that's probably why they were like, we need to do something like start teaming up people for the weaker films. You know, like they're not as popular as the others. We can, we need to start teaming up and, and having more, uh, more other Marvel characters be in their films. Yeah. So I think with the Hulk and all that, and Loki, of course, women love Loki. Yeah. You can't. Hiddleston's a draw. Can't deny. Can't deny. Yep. Hiddleston's so a draw. It's, that trailer makes it look like Loki's in the movie a lot, yep. even if it could be wrong. But it makes you think he's. In no, the movie I think a so. Th- th- and that's the other thing is he's in Infinity War, which I, you know, that that was something new that came out. I mean, he's on the poster and everything mm-hmm. because, right. uh, you know, they kept saying that this was his. You know, oh, this is it for him. Like after he does this one, it's it's done. But uh, obviously, that's yeah, not the case that. either. So I, I didn't believe that. Uh, he's not. He like. It's, for the amount of attention he gets, yeah, which helps him get other projects. Sure, uh, you know it's it's not like they make him stay for a long time. It doesn't take a lot of time out of his uh, work schedule. No, no, to do this. So. so yeah, so that's Thor Ragnarok. We'll uh, we're a few months few months away on that. Less than four, so uh, we'll be coming up on that. Um, just on the studio news side, it looks like Jeremy, this just came out, like I just saw this today, but Jeremy Latcham is leaving, uh, Disney Marvel to go to Fox. And so there's been a ton of speculation that he's going to Fox to take over the X-Men and the Fantastic Four stuff. And he's going to work on their Marvel, you know, side of things. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, apparently he said no, that Fox hired him to do his own, st- like he's looking to develop his own stuff like he's you know wanting you know they're, they're basically giving him an opportunity to you know bring in his own scripts and his own projects and stuff like that so right. you know remains to be seen but he I mean he's been a staple of this he's been feige's right hand man since since the beginning i mean he came in right right before Disney. yeah but you're not bringing him in for just bring his own stuff yeah you're bringing it, i mean yeah i can see them do both i mean you can you can use him to well, that, that that's been the attraction for the people that have gone to these superhero movies is you get to do this, right? You want to do this, just do just work out our movies though, you know, help us with these movies, and you get to do what you want to do. That's how they got Ben Affleck. That's how they, sure, you know, that's how they kept Chris Evans. You know, every time he thinks he wants to quit, uh, you know, you uh, even even. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Like you do your thing with this, we'll we'll let you do these other little side projects. We'll we'll get these movies out there, even you know, even if they might not make that much money. Sure, we'll we'll fund it. It's no skin off of our backs to do this. Yeah. So yeah, so that remains to be seen, but uh, but yeah, he was kind of the core, you know, like him and Feige and uh, Craig Kyle, and I mean those guys were were pretty pretty instrumental in the early days so mm-hmm. they they put on a new logo too it's it seems like they they change that marvel studios logo like every other year but uh because 2018 is the 10th anniversary 
the Marvel Studios, um, the I and the O in Studios are going to be morphed into a 10 because it'll be the 10th year of Marvel Studios next year. So, right. It's funny how they're doing. <laughs> they've been doing it long enough that now they're doing stuff like comics. They're, yeah, they're changing yeah. things up like how comics celebrate. Yeah, you know, when, they, when they when they hit these anniversaries. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's cool. Uh. The next bit of news I have, John and I are very excited about. But thank you, James Gunn, because he pushed, uh, Disney, who hadn't really made an announcement about their 4K and where they stood on 4K. Uh. But mm-hmm. he's just such a video nerd, like a bunch of us. And really pushed Disney to, to kind of make a decision. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, coming out in just a few weeks, is going to be the first, uh, not only Marvel, but the first Disney movie released on 4K UHD and, and 4K streaming. So I'm super excited. So, so does it come with $4,000 attached? Like, how do you get the money out of the, <laughs> out of the movie? Ru- I don't. Russ and I are going to have to support each other and help each other be <laughs> strong. Because what's going to happen now is uh, they're going to release Iron Man in 4K. They're going to release Iron Man 2 in 4K. They're going to release Iron Man 3. Then they're going to release the Iron Man 4K trilogy set. Then they're going to release it in the 4K Phase 1 set. Right. And you're going to buy it. Well, we're getting better. Yes. We're (laughs) We're not fully there yet. If they do a steelbook for Iron Man 1, then I will buy it. You're gonna buy it, like I said. But, but <laughs> I'm gonna try to hold off because this is gonna be this is now Star Wars level double, triple, quadruple dipping. Uh-huh. It's, it's just like here it comes. There it goes. Exactly. And then you get into so this is the nerdy nerdy part. But then you get into okay, if it's not a steel book or some kind of special packaging, is it a 4K? Did they go back and rescan or or remaster the negative at 4K or is this just a 2K that's been upconverted? Wait, so this is when we get into the nerdy part. Right. This is the nerdy. Yeah, part. this is. Nerdy. <laughs> uh, okay. Because if it's just standard exactly. packaging and it's just like, oh, this is just an upres version of what you already have with a better color palette, then yes. it's like mm, maybe I'll wait until it gets it's, cheaper, kind of thing. Right. So uh, right. it gets crazy. But if it's not, but if it's not, but yeah, yeah. If it's not. I expect to see that Facebook post. You'll, you will. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so Guardians, so Best Buy is going to do their exclusive steelbook. Um, my suggestion to anybody is pre-order that bad boy if you want it because uh, mm-hmm. the Disney stuff at Best Buy is extremely limited. Uh, and if you want 4K, it's even more limited than the non-4K. So um, so pre-order that that guy if you want him. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, it'll, it'll be nice to see one of those movies. Uh, now, what is for the for the for the people that are not uh, insane? So into the Dow on this thing and then crazy like you two, what is the difference between it? Like, I'm going to the store, I got a big screen TV, I have all that stuff set up. Why should I get this 4K thing? What is, what is the big deal? So, to me, well, first you have to have a 4K TV, and then if you want the disc, you have to have a 4K Blu-ray player. So, I mean, they have to be paired up, but. <clears throat> to me, it's it's not only the the resolution because sometimes that could, that could be a little hit or miss depending on the source. The biggest thing for me is the what they call the dynamic range and the expanded color palette. Um, the dynamic range meaning like you can have really dark scenes and you'll still see detail, uh, and then the bright mm-hmm. scenes you'll really get a lot of brightness out of them without again without it being washed out 
and lose the detail. Uh, and then the colors are just way more immersive, uh, especially the primaries. Uh, when you look at something in HDR and you look at the reds, the greens, and the blues, they really pop on the screen. I mean, they're very vibrant. Uh, and, and just having that expanded color space, to me, that th- th- I notice the color more than I do the resolution, even on really good-looking uh, discs that were either mastered or scanned or or set up in 4K, but it's that color that really pops. Yeah, I agree. The color and the and the black levels. Right. You know, the best way I can describe it is like you you know how you don't want to watch that movie at 12 noon because there's the too much color in you. Yeah, there's right. too much light in your living room, and it's gonna wash right. out the cool picture. Like you right. see that stuff crystal clear in a fully lit middle of the day. Because the black is so black, and then the color on it is so vibrant, like Russ said. There is a, again, not for everybody. Like, you have to be into it, which we are, which is fun for us, you know. But but, uh, there there is a night. The color is, when you watch something like, um, I don't even, I'm going to use Mad Max, which is not the best 4K ever. But when you get, like, the reds of the desert sand against the blue of the sky and the flames coming off the trucks and stuff, it's really, it's pretty incredible. Per- perfect example for you, Daryl. Batman versus Superman is a, is a native 4K disc. Like, it was filmed in 4K. Uh-huh. It was mastered in 4K. It has that. So there's a lot of dark scenes in that movie. And right. with all that darkness, you still get a lot of definition um, and just the, again, the color range is is pretty is pretty good. That's that's definitely one of the better discs. John Wick is like amazing uh, in 4K. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It it, I think even two two tops it. They're two yeah, even like better. They're it's fighting in better. the street at night, and like the uh, neon signs on the buildings uh, are like pot. It's almost like it, it almost becomes 3D. Because when I saw it at the Alamo, and it wasn't even in 3D glasses, but when sitting there watching it at the Alamo. It was amazing seeing all the the colors and stuff when he was fighting and shooting, and it did have a different look to it. It did it did look kind of yeah. It's, it's one of those things. If you get a mediocre disc, you're gonna look at it and be like, eh, you know, okay, whatever. But if you get a really, you know, where they've really put put the time and effort into it, or or something, you're, we're kind of in this weird middle period, right? Where well, I know we're going off the rails, but. Old stuff, like stuff, you know, 90s, pre-90s that was done on film, they can go back and scan the film negative, And that has much higher resolution than, than even like digital now. The most modern digital stuff is just getting to the point where it surpasses 70 millimeter film. And, and only recently have they just kind of surpassed 35 millimeter film if you scan the negative in. We're in this – the weird period comes in like early 2000s up until like a few years ago when the digital cameras were only filming at like 1K or, or 2K or 4K and the masters aren't even done at, at 4K. So when you look at... I'm, I'm still at the point where you said the old stuff is the 90s. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's, there's a bunch know. of... It's funny because uh, two of the ones that I'm looking forward to the most are Bridge on the River Kwai and uh, Lawrence of Arabia, uh, which they've gone back and they've taken the 70 millimeter negatives and scanned them and cleaned them up and... Uh, makes you watch them back to back. That's like twenty four hours. Of that's life, true. You know? That is true. Uh, it's a long yeah. movie, but it looks like they were filmed yesterday. I mean, you would look at that movie yeah. and sat down. Yeah. And you sit, you sit a millennial down in front of that movie, and they would think it was filmed yesterday. Uh-huh. And they'd last ten minutes. Yeah, that too. Yeah, pretty much. Because back in our day, we had patience. That's right. 
<laughs> there was nothing else to do. There was nothing else to do. <laughs> there was nothing, yeah. There was no clicking anything. Well, you had to get you up had and get turn the, the knob, and you're just like, that's just too that's much right. work. I'm not going to do that. Right. That's what's. And that's right. So you just left it on. All right. So that's our that's our detour down the the world of 4K. But uh, but yeah, it's really excited about that. Uh, waiting for the deluge to come after that. Yeah, and if anybody wants to send those 4K TVs for us to review movies, you could send them. Russ and I are working on that, Daryl. <laughs> okay. All right. We have a whole uh, we have a whole plan. We have a whole plan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll... Okay. Cool. Um, okay, so it's now some Netflix news. Uh, there's a bunch of Netflix news. So uh, The Punisher is confirmed for 2017, The Punisher series. Uh, Karen Page apparently is going to be a very prominent figure in this series. She's, I think she's credited. Not, not surprised. Yeah, she's credited, I think, with all 13 episodes. So um, I haven't heard anything about any of the other characters, which I think for this one is probably a good thing. Like. I don't know that you. I'm glad it's not nightmare. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see. Yeah, love Rosario Dawson. Don't know that you need to. I love. Her. Need to. Sh- don't need it. Insert her in here, but. Um, no. Daredevil season three is official, which is kind of like you know, surprise to no one. They've they've kind of sort of another. Yeah, yeah they kind of sort of announced it secret. already. Um, Iron yeah. Fist season two is official. They are going to do a season two. Uh, which yeah, whether you new, like it new showrunner, yes, <laughs> new showrunner, <laughs> new showrunner, new showrunner is good news. Now yeah. only a new showrunner because the original showrunner is busy. <laughs> right. They didn't fire him or say that they didn't like the direction or which could be saving his face after the fact if he was leaving anyway or uh, you know right. a mutual they parting. They re- right, they approved it. So I mean, it, it'd be. You know. The only good thing I think between so between Iron Fist season one, Defenders, mm-hmm. and you'll have quite a bit of a break because we're not going to get we're not going to get Iron Fist season two. We're probably I'd be surprised if we got it in twenty eighteen. My my guess maybe twenty nineteen at this yeah I'd be at this point um, because we know we'll get Daredevil season three, Jessica Jones season mm-hmm. two, and Luke Cage season two in twenty eighteen. So sneaking in a fourth right. is probably not going to happen. Um, I'm hoping that gives. Uh, Finn Jones enough time to really kind of hone his skills or, you know, to, to just kind of beef up on some of the f- the physical aspects of it. So uh, Listen, he better know how to fight for defenders. If he don't know how to fight by defenders, I mean, yeah, but at least that's, that's going to be, a yeah, problem. at least there's enough to kind of, there, there's enough distraction. You know, he's not, it's, it's not a solo deal. So they right, could, they could right. cover it a lot easier. So, so we'll see. Uh, the Defenders reviews are coming in. Uh, the, the, they showed the first episode at Comic-Con. They showed the first four for critics. So critics, kind of like they've been doing, they get the first four or six episodes. Uh, reviews are pretty mixed. Uh, so it's only eight episodes mm-hmm. season. Uh, the first four are in and been reviewed. Some people think it's great. Another, you know, the, 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 the biggest criticism I see across the board is that it's just a little too slow getting rolling, which... Is kind of disappointing because that's kind of was the complaint with Luke Cage, and that was kind of the complaint with Iron Fist. So, yeah, it, you would think that with the with the uh, only the eight episodes that that means they can kind of cut the fat. Yeah, or you think knowing it. that's a legit criticism that maybe they would have, you know, done something to kind right. of to kind of do do something about that. So, I don't know. We'll see. You know, at this point, we're just a few weeks away from that releasing. I'm, you know, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'll binge it when it comes out. Um, hopefully, it'll be of of a caliber that will dedicate 
uh, a chunk of, of hmm. the show or shows to talk about it. So you think we can do it this time? I hope so. I hope so. I really hope so. We can make it happen. If nothing else, it's eight episodes. It'll be a little easier to digest. So I mean, listen, I knocked out Iron Fist. I mean, if I could knock out Iron Fist and it was slow, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think Defenders, even with the complaints, I, I do not think Defenders is anywhere near as slow as Iron Fist was, nice. or or a Luke Cage was after you know after that half, after the and, first half of the season. And speaking of like slow to get rolling, and and the last few Netflix series and Defenders might be that way. Punisher better like be on warp freaking speed. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing you need to explain. They cannot. Yes, they Punisher. can. You can make mistakes with the Punisher. It's not as easy as it sounds because you have to make this sort of one-dimensional killing machine and carry it for ten episodes. So you have to bring in other interesting people, you know. But but one thing the Punisher cannot be is slow or boring. No. You can make mistakes. It's a tricky story, but it... You know, if anything, it has to be mindless killing machine or attention like failed. If they yeah. bring up, if they try to do Rambo with him, where one of his colonels or whatever that was in his unit talks about him throughout the the, the show and and tries to help capture him, like they could do that. Like, yeah. you know, like they had it where they set that up. Where, because you need some, like the Punisher is not the, he's not the cerebral dude that's going to sit there and reflect on what he's doing usually that's why I'm even in the comics you kind of need somebody to to be the uh the spokesman for him like that yeah. that's what microchip or or somebody that could be like that person to explain his deal and they've um, done a and I I kind of feel the same about Punisher comics like when a new Punisher yeah. series starts up I'm mm-hmm. like all fired up for 8 10 12 issues maybe and that's right like, all right, right. Revenge against somebody else now, another mob family. Like, you have you to be off. careful, you know, like, and, um, yeah, you definitely need supporting characters. And, I mean, the motivation is there, but, you know, he's he like does the Hulk. Him yeah, the, not supposed not to say much. Right, right. They're not made. Those characters are not made to be uh, long term. They're, they're, you have to shake it up with them every every 12 or 20 issues because they if you don't it gets really you know it gets it gets repetitive agreed you don't do that and that we don't know the length of that right i assume it's it'll be 10 to 13 not like eight like the defenders i'm hoping it's well you'll think i'm hoping it's 10 rather than 13 to be honest with you because i think i think for whatever reason like we kind of talked about this last last time but I, Daredevil season two worked for thirteen for me because they broke it into three distinct acts. Yeah, they gave him a lot. To do. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was broken up and with a lot to do. But if, yeah. if for these solo shows, I almost think thirteen may be too much. Um, it is. I, I agree. With so you I, think, I think I think ten. Like somebody for like the Punisher, I think if they did a tight ten yeah. episodes, I think that would probably work really well. Like, because what are they going to do? Like, is he going to still try to be, is he still going to try to look for anyone left that is responsible for his family being murdered? I mean, or is he going to move past that to, 
the next thing of just punishing, just, you know, just going out. And... I, I mean, I wish they could kind of continue, you know, I, I wish there was a kingpin or a bullseye or something that could tie into Daredevil. I know there won't be, but, mm. you know, we don't, I don't want to see Jigsaw again. Or... Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that was, wow, that's been out on the table lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Jigsaw. But, yeah, it's... It... It's hard because you, you you think about which direction are they going to go? Are they going to go? Someone he winds up getting caught up in someone getting hurt or killed, and he now he's taking on the "I'll get revenge for you" thing, or does he go? There's a bigger conspiracy going on, and I'm going to find out what it is and take those people out, type of thing, or you know, like you know, like. He starts out going after them, and then they get people to they hire the best hitmen to come after him. Um, like I don't know what Karen's page is. She's going to be in all these these episodes. Her thing is right now she's a she's basically a, a, an investigative reporter now. Um, I could see her. Off. I see Karen Page uncovering some kind of injustice. Daredevil is retired, so she needs to try to drag the Punisher in, and he's going to be well, reluctant to get involved. Well, I think she's been. I mean, I think she's, once he reveals, I mean, if, can we say that little spot that she, is that much of a spoiler since it's been out this long? I don't what know. happened I, in I, season two? Yeah, we've talked about it. We've fully talked about season two, so. Okay. Well, now that, I, I don't think, I think her reaction to learning that Matt's been Daredevil, hurry! I think her reaction is going to be, "I'm out. Like I, I don't even want to deal with you right now. I'm, I like I can't even emotionally deal with you right now." And she puts her, she's in, she leaves, and and she goes full time to working at the paper for that amount of time for the punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like that could be her deal. Like she puts herself into working on this thing which uncovers this whole thing, and that's how she's with Castle. Because I don't think Castle, that, that's going to be a long, like a seasonal thing. I, I, you, would, you would think with Punisher, maybe it's a couple of weeks. You know, the, the, the Punisher, uh, it'll cover like a couple of weeks or something like that. Not even a week, maybe maybe a couple of days with the Punisher. I mean... She's going to take the Ben Urich role for Punisher. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's basically what, yeah. yeah she's going to fill him in on some stuff, and he's mm-hmm. going to use it to do what he's got to do. Right. Yeah, because she's the one that has the sympathy for him, and, you know, she's, she's trying to save him. Yeah, I think I think once we get past Defenders, I think we'll get a trailer pretty quick for, for that. We're, we're probably due, because this is going to hit probably October, November, so. Right, right. So cool. Um, so other TV stuff. Uh, Keith David is being cast as a recurring villain in New Warriors, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Keith David in anything is is a plus. Yeah, yes. um, yeah, that's true. So I'm sure as as we get closer, we'll learn more and more about that. Uh, Agents of Shield and the so one they've gone back to work. I saw the cast uh, tweeting out a bunch of stuff. The filming started on season five. Um, they they did talk about the Inhumans, and apparently there is going to be an Inhumans uh, Agents of Shield crossover episode on the agents on the Agents of Shield side. So they didn't elaborate on that. I don't know if that means 
characters from the Inhumans are going to be on. I don't know if that means they're just going to discuss what happened or if the fallout of that is going to take place on that show. Um, you know, obviously most of that stuff hasn't been filmed yet, so it's it's all kind of up in the air. But this just screams like botched <laughs> plan. Yeah. Think of it. Think about what we're saying right now. So yeah. Agents of Shield brought in the Inhumans four years ago. Yes. Didn't use any of the real Inhumans because there was going to be an Inhumans movie. Right. Now they've decided that the Inhumans movie will actually be a TV show that will be in theaters. Right. And it's crossing over <laughs> with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. This is probably, and I'm not even, I hope lots of people enjoy Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still. That's great. I'm not even saying that it's good. But this Inhumans thing is the worst thing that the MCU has fumbled with since, you know, the first Hulk movie. Like, (laughs) like Uh this is just a bad botch job. And I can't, I honestly can't believe they didn't just pull the plug completely on the Inhumans, and they're actually trying to bring Medusa's hair and Lockjaw to regular television. Yeah. It, yeah. What's what's worse is when you add on the fact that in the comics, they've tried unsuccessfully and continue to try unsuccessfully to bring them to the forefront and replace the mutants in the comics. I think... I think the page is starting to turn with that. I think they're going to I think they're they're dialing it back a little bit and they're bringing the mutants back to the forefront, but for a couple of years there, man, they just kept trying and trying and trying and oh, yeah. nobody bought yeah. it. Nobody bought it. And uh, and where it is today with the the Royals, which is the next attempt to do a an Inhumans book, it's it already DOA. looks like it's ending. Yeah. It already looked like it's ending already, and it's only up to issue fourteen. Yeah. So I, I think some things some things aren't made for like live action. It's just, you know main character doesn't speak. Yeah, I mean yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, well they're made for si- like they're made to be guest stars. Yeah, like yeah. that that's that's how they were built. They're 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 best when they work uh, with other. When they're they're used in small dosages with other characters, you yep. know, like that's why Dead Black Bull can sit there and not speak, and wear a S and M mask <laughs> yeah. and just stand yeah. there. Um, he's that you know, like they when they come in, it's like a cool little thing, and then they go away, and then you know, and they come back later as it you know down the line. So right, it's almost like they should have they should have a mystique. Yeah. That will go away if you show them weekly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why they're so weird. Like that's how they got away with being so weird. I mean, a woman whose hair is alive, she controls. She she has hair with 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 strength like steel. I mean, you have a a, a guy with hoof feet that can slam his foot down. Right, he has strong. Uh, Feet. Foot you, power. You got, uh, foot power, right? And you got one who can't speak. His whole power is, you know, he uses his whisper. His voice is like the most destructive thing possible, and he's the leader. And he wears a, a mask and doesn't speak. I mean, with, with a football goalpost. <laughs> with a football goalpost or tuning fork on his, on his forehead, right? 
and then you you have a, a you know like the most usable character is Crystal, who you know has the energy, you know, the power elemental kind of powers, um, and she's kind of like the one that you could. She would be in the movie. She'd be the one talking to the talk to the audience. Sure, you would, would look through her eyes, right? Um, and then you got a kung fu master who can find flaws. I mean, they're cool for a little bit, but they're not. I mean, after like five or six episodes, I don't know how interesting they are after a while when you start pulling that string too much. Yep. So, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that <clears throat> how that crosses out. We're getting close to that one. We're a little over a month away from that hitting the IMAX. So yeah. So again, we'll we'll talk yeah. about that when it hits. Um, th- looks like we got a premiere date for the Runaways on Hulu. Ten episodes starting November twenty first. And Hulu doesn't do mm-hmm. the binge thing, so they're not like the Netflix. You're not going to see all ten episodes drop on the twenty first. No, we get them. They're yeah, weekly. they'll be weekly. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm curious to see how they uh, how they handle that that show. But that was that was pretty much all the news I had. The, the only last little bit <clears throat> that I had that I wanted to talk about was um, <clears throat> a little bit of Spider-Man: Homecoming. We got some updated numbers uh, released because you know movie's been out for a while now. Uh, so far, the totals worldwide are 584 million, and the domestic is 265 million. Which, at this point, domestically, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming has passed the two Garfield Spider-Man movies. Uh, but worldwide, is still very much behind all of them. <laughs> so, uh, this is really interesting to me. Because I, I kind of look... I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. I always look at the numbers. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, this movie was very well-received. Critically uh, well-received. Uh, you know, very little negative said about it. But it's not even outpacing the other movies, and so I'm curious. You know, the, part of the reason, part of the reason they kind of went this went this route was because Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. Two. Now, granted, it the general consensus was fairly negative to it, but it still made quite a bit of right. money. And so, if this one falls mm-hmm. behind financially, I'm really curious mm-hmm. as to as to what the plan is. Well, I think it, like, part of what I think the the issue is, like, there's a lot of big budget movies that that have come out already consecutively, right? Like, they're just like, boom, 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 boom. Um, Like, you had what, uh, what was was the two that came out before Spider-Man? I mean, before Spider-Man. There were, like, two... Action blockbuster. Oh, well, Guard- yeah, I mean, Guardians is out, right? and um, right. Wonder the Mummy. Wonder Woman Woman's still out. Yeah, the Mummy. That's, that's taking the world by storm. Fast and Furious. Yeah, Fury. Fast and like, Furious. All of the like, you're hitting the same audience. Like, I mean, a lot of this stuff is the same audience. A hey, War Russ. for the Planet of the Apes. Right. I'm I'm looking at the foreign by country. I don't see China. It doesn't open in China yet. Okay, so that's kind of huge. I mean, it's not going to make up, uh, you know, three hundred million dollars or Maybe anything, but I'm sure right. it'll it'll make a hundred million in China, it'll right? Add, I mean, it'll, it'll add a little something to it. 
Yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, a lot of these countries, in, including China, we still do huge money in China, but there's so many people. Um, yeah. They're making their own movies now also. Sure. Like yeah. China has its own blockbusters, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, South Korea, like they, they're making their own blockbusters where we kind of get them like secondhand video, like after the fact. But, you know, these movies are now opening in other countries that are that are, you know, probably cutting the pie up a little bit. Oh yeah. yeah it's just in general there's just too much competition. I mean it's just everything hurts everybody. Yeah. I remember the, when they had uh I remember when Hellboy 2 came out, Incredible Hulk came out. Uh I think The Dark Knight came out and there was another movie that came out. Like there was no way I remember I, I was married at the time and I remember it got to a point where it was like why am I I'm at the movies again? Like I, my pockets can't keep <laughs> you know bringing kids to the movies like my stepson like to see these movies too like i did so it's like but you have to start making choices when there's too many movies back to back like that like you have to start going i just went to the movies like two weeks ago or three weeks ago they're gonna hurt each other so people start making decisions so well what it cuts out is too is repeat viewing right you know when that's you what I mean. You get it. To, you yeah. watch it the one time, and then you don't go yeah. back. I, I don't go back to watch it two, three times. Yep, yep. It, it hurts it. So I, I think that that goes into it. I mean, I know people go to extremes. Like the first thing that happens is when you see that it's 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 superhero fatigue. They're all done, right? But they, it's it's a middle ground. Like there's, there's there's factors that are going into all of this. When you start taking away the amount of time it is before the next action-oriented movie that I would have liked to have seen, it starts to cut down. I'm not going to go see War of the Planet of the Apes again. Like, they were talking about that box, that uh, box office for that movie, even though it's an excellent film. But I kind of want to see, you know, like, I want to, there's some other ones that are coming out that I want to see as well. So I can't just keep, I can't go and watch it one more time just for fun. In the in the movie theaters, so instead I wait till it comes out, and I'll probably buy it when it's on uh, when it's released digitally or something. And I can see a lot of people doing that, especially if you have uh, kids and you want to take them. You know, like older kids, sure. not young young kids, but I mean older kids that can handle going to see those kind of movies. That's something you would want to go see with your with your kids. You know, when they get to the the preteen, you know, age, but you can't <laughs> you can't keep going back and forth. People decided to go see Wonder Woman back, uh, multiple times, right? That got a lot of uh, repeat viewings. It had to have hurt the next movie. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, so Spider-Man: Homecoming in general. I mean, I, I guess we're not running. I guess we have a, a few minutes, but uh, I, I mean, I I really liked it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that I liked it. I, I still think maybe Spider-Man 2 for me is like a better movie overall. Like I really, really uh, like that one a lot. Mm. But but there was a lot to like with this one. Uh, it, it was uh, – I kind of said this when we recorded last time. But it, it had a look to it that to me kind of made it single, singled out. It, it felt a lot more grounded. It felt a lot more uh, – not a lot less polished. In in that even even the other Marvel movies they seem to have like a real 
newness to them. Like everything's real shiny and and sparkly, and and even the Raimi movies, like things like the set design and the set pieces, seem like they were very, um, you know, of a certain look. And uh, and this one felt real lived in. It felt like you know places. You know, obviously they filmed it a bunch of it. Uh, in Atlanta to look like New York, but it, it looked like real places. It didn't look like it was just like some sets that they built and filmed it or, or put up a bunch of green screen. It, it looked like a lot of like real places to me, um, which I th- help, think helped make it authentic. Um, I just like the fact that he was a kid. Like I just, to, to me, you know, we're going to have these, you know, hopefully this will be a long franchise and, and they won't have to reboot it again. And, you know, we'll get a few movies of him as a kid, and then we'll get a you know a few more of him as an adult. So, yeah, I was, I was most just to to sum up. I mean, I I loved it, and uh, I was most impressed with Michael Keaton and the and the Vulture, sure. and uh, I think it's one of the strongest MCU villains of of all. Um, and uh, you know, I'm glad they didn't kill him at the end. Spoiler alert. So uh, hopefully we get to see a little more, and and hopefully they I don't know if they if the formula what about it made that villain work so well and the final battle work so well, but you know hopefully they learn something from it and we have stronger third acts and and, uh, and stronger villains that would really strengthen I think all the superhero movies to be honest with you, not not even just Marvel yeah DC yeah. as well. Yeah. You felt like he had just a real, like, human motivation. Like, he had a code, and, you know, he, he was just like a regular schmuck just trying to get by. Like, he didn't have, you know, mm-hmm. delusions of grandeur or, you know, take over the world or anything like that. He's just like a dude that wanted to right. make enough money to take care of his people and take care of his family and, uh, right. you know, just kind of stick it to the man a little bit because they kind of screwed him over. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't love it. and it was, it was, I enjoyed it. Like, it was a one-time viewing for me. I enjoyed it. Um, it was like a Spider-Man movie that didn't feel like Spider-Man for me because it, it was just certain things they took out that it didn't, didn't feel like Spider-Man for me. He's a new Spider-Man. He's the ultimate Spider-Man now, the ultimate version of Spider-Man um, for the kids, you know, the way that it's set up now. Yeah, and that's, um, I mean, that's kind of the way they've geared the MCU in general. I mean, these, these are more right. the the ultimate versions of these characters than they are the, the right. traditional. Exactly. Which now they've exactly. they've kind of folded that back into to the mainstream books as yeah. well. So it is. They totally did. They they totally did that. Uh, they've been doing the the uh the ultimate version of these characters for the last uh, I would say ten years or so. Now comics. one th- one thing that was in that uh Infinity War footage um, if I guess if oh, we're yeah, going to yeah. spoil Absolutely. leaked footage, uh, <laughs> um, the hairs on Peter's arm stand up on the school bus right before something bad happens. Right. So I'm assuming that spider sense will be brought into the fold to some degree. That's, that's what I've right. heard. Right. Which is interesting. It's just interesting that they didn't even mention it in the movie and we thought that the remember we well remember the the show has not been aired but um we were talking about how the suit kind of replaced spider sense because the suit was able to talk and look out for him and tell him when to duck you know stuff like that but now it looks like he's got it and i'm sure that'll make a lot of people happy well they always said that like 
even the reason why he had to wear these goggles and stuff is because his senses were so were so heightened to the point where it was hard to even deal. Like it, it, it was hard for him to even devil focus. In the beginning. Right, and I could see if they wanted to funnel that in with the with the spider sense, they can kind of say um, that there's kind of like a like there are spiders in real. I mean, there are real spiders that can actually they like have a piece of the web out, like it's it's like out of there, and when the air currents kind of move, you know how things are coming close to them or whatever, it actually warns them before something happens. So if you kind of say, you know, like instead of acting like the spider sense is almost like a, a form of telepathy, like a re- uh, reactive uh, form of telepathy where it's it's sensing something and then telling him automatically something he can't control. But, you know, instead of doing it that way, you kind of say uh, it's something where his, his his senses and stuff are so heightened that when something's happening, he kind of gives a sense of it. Because we all get, you know, you kind of get that kind of sense of something's going on or something. Uh, he, he, it's, it's, it's ten times that. So he kind of, he gets a warning before the average person would. Yeah, I think you could make it scientific or biological. Like, right. is the... The, the the hairs on his fingers, you know, that are right. helping him crawl and stuff are picking up wind changes or, mm-hmm. you know, vibrations and stuff that we wouldn't feel otherwise. Right, right. I mean, and go too deep, then, uh, I don't know, go outside. Just go outside <laughs> and breathe. It's all right. I mean, it, the spider sense has never been broken down completely. It was never explained. Like, the, the spider sense was always something that he couldn't, he couldn't kind of explain on his own. It was just something he had to kind of just. It was go three with. squiggly lines on each side of right. his, yeah, the comic book, and and That's then he ducked. Yeah, That's and it was always you know yeah. a convenient thing, right? Like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, it just like right. it, you know if it always right. warned him, he'd never be in danger. So uh, it's, exactly. it's an easy it's, thing to yeah, abuse. But the yeah, he'd get a headache, and it you know he'd get a headache or something, and then other times they've used it as. A fist is coming to punch him. He doesn't even know the fist is coming. He just knows to move. His body just moves yeah. before it hits him. I mean, he did do that in the movie. There are times when he got even in the bank scene, uh, when he, in the ATM scene, he was going to get punched in the back of the head a couple times, and he moved before it even came. So it looks like too he's going to have the iron, this iron spider armor, or whatever you want to call it, that we saw at the end of Homecoming and. In Infinity War as well, so that's something they brought in uh, um, mm-hmm. that that we'll see more of. Pepper's back. It's good to see. Good to see Gwyneth. Yeah, happy. Happy was back to being more like normal happy and not like dopey happy <laughs> yeah. that they kind of uh, turned him into. So, or or overly protective, crazy happy. Yeah, yeah. That's, he was like acting like that. Yeah. So yeah, good stuff. Like I said, uh, I'll tack on at the end of this episode. Like I said, I'll piecemeal some some thoughts and some insights that uh, that we had from that episode. What I could salvage. Uh, so stay tuned at the end for that. But yeah, a lot to cover this this episode. Uh, Matthew's still on hiatus. I think he'll he should be back uh, next week. If it hadn't been so long and we hadn't lost the last episode, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. But between D twenty three, between Comic Con. Uh, having a, a pretty big gap in episodes, we wanted to get something in the can. So 
here it is. Was there uh, nice anything else? Anything I missed? Anything else? Uh, you can... No, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go see Atomic Blonde. I think this weekend. I think I'm going tomorrow. I want to go see that, but then I want to go see Valerian, and then I want I saw War of the Planet of the Apes, but I want to see those other two movies too. I, yeah, I wasn't blown away with Valerian. I'll be honest with you. I'd say I just it's something I, I like uh, being a fan of that director and that yeah in, in sci-fi. It's just something I want to see in the movie theaters because it ain't gonna be in for long. Yeah, which I expected. Yeah, I, I expected it to not be. Yep, yep. But, but yeah, I'm gonna go know. see. I think Atomic Blonde. I still haven't seen Dunkirk yet. I really want to go see Dunkirk, but that's the other one. My wife wants but to I know go. That'll be in the movies for a while. That'll be in the movies at least for a little bit. Yeah, longer than than uh, Larian will be. Yeah. So I, I got a minute. But that's what I'm saying. Like, all these movies, they're, they're all movies I'm interested in. They, you know, they chop into each other a little bit. Yeah. Well, it, it's the summer. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. In February, you, you there'll be, there'll be month, you know, there'll be an eight week stretch or wherever where I don't go see a movie. Yeah. You know, so. Well, they said this is the long, remember, we were preparing for this. I mean, if you're doing a TV podcast, we, you can't help but have to you know, talk this stuff up every week. This is the longest of blockbusters we're ever going to have. This is the this is the uh, this year is like the the end of it. The end of the blockbuster stuff is actually Christmas, which is the um, the next Star Wars movie. Yeah, that's the last one. So there's like a blockbuster type movie happening, you know, month after month after month until December. I mean, that's a, that's. That's a big thing, you know. It's not that hasn't happened before. This is the first time. Yeah, crazy. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, again, apologize for the for the craziness of the last episode and the, the lost episode, we'll call it. Um, but yeah, so you know, keep an eye on the Facebook page. Keep an eye on the Twitter. Uh, you could check out all the other stuff we're doing at hhwlod.com. You could check out Daryl's podcasts over at the Taylor Network of Podcast.com, uh, where there's all kinds of cool stuff going. Um, and we'll be back. At this point, I think uh, we may squeak an episode in before Defenders, because um, just because it's, I think we're one, two, we're three weeks away from Defenders, uh, and then it'll probably be a week after after that before we record. So. Uh, so yeah, we may depending on what news comes in. If if somehow we get some more Infinity War stuff or something, we'll we'll do a, we'll do another episode. Maybe if I can if I can nail Matthew down, uh, maybe the two of us will maybe I'll let him kind of uh, go on about Spider Man Homecoming so he can get his thoughts out since he hasn't been on for a while. Uh, and uh, we'll see. I may do a solo episode top ten uh, characters that could be a scroll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have charts top, at that. top fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. I want, I want charts. You should have pictures of a chart. Well, if we get, we get the it's YouTube. an audio podcast. The charts aren't gonna do it's any good, Daryl. Yeah, if we get the YouTube thing, you gotta going, put a, a no. You put it in the show too. You put it in the show notes. A picture of the charts. <laughs> put it in the show notes. We'll put a link. Deal. I'll have to get new crayons. Yes. There you go. Like, watch the the, the the bid into insanity as you figure out all the. potential uh, scrolls alright well thanks for listening everybody we will catch you next time on It's All Connected alright
So I was super, super happy with this movie. Uh, to me, it was the most accurate representation of Peter slash Spidey that we've seen on the big screen or the little screen for that matter. I think a lot of moviegoers are used to, you know, big, strong heroes. And Tobey Maguire, while he was supposed to be in high school, he was he still looked a lot older than that. So did Andrew Garfield. But I think Tom Holland really kind of fit the bill here. You know, he was he was skinny and lanky and that's you know he'd look like a steve ditko drawing come to life so i was really happy with this there were a a few story tweaks uh to use a phrase that john threw at me uh yesterday but i was okay with them my face hurt when i was done watching this movie because i was smiling so much there was so much to like and very little if anything to dislike i've been waiting and waiting and waiting for an actor who could do Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And I got that in Tom Holland. While I enjoyed Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire the most uh, up until this movie, I think Tobey Maguire was a good Peter Parker and not a very good Spider-Man in costume. And vice versa with Andrew Garfield. He was a great in-costume Spider-Man and a, I don't think a, an appropriate Peter Parker at all. But Tom Holland was perfect, in my opinion. Um, I could go on and on, but I'm just so very happy. There were some things that were different, and John and I were talking earlier about one spider power in particular that we didn't see hide nor hair of, but because of another thing in the movie, I was okay with this spider power not being around. I'm super happy. Like I said, my face still hurts from smiling. I'm going to take my nephew to see it tomorrow. I'm really happy about it. I uh, I loved it. You guys touched on most of the parts that I loved. Um, I thought it was connected. For a movie that wasn't maybe connected to the MCU, it was, but it wasn't type of deal. Like, we didn't really know how that was going to work. I thought it was one of the best connected movies Um you know, that stuff with the Civil War from the other angle. They did, I, I said to Brad earlier, they did like the Back to the Future 2 thing where they watched the previous movie from a different angle, like, you know, a scene happened. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Um, you know, the opening theme, the old, uh, you know, uh, the old animated theme, I guess it was, right, that they that they worked into the uh, to the Marvel logo was awesome. Yeah. Um, I thought it was the strongest villain of the MCU. You know, we, we talk a lot about bad villains and the bad third act as being kind of the Achilles heel of, of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Michael Keaton, like like Daryl said, and uh, the Vulture was awesome. I loved all of the nods and the and the you know the Easter eggs, if you will. Who knows if they're headed somewhere with some of them, or maybe some of them are just little nods. So fans like us can go oh that's so and so you know betty brant in the doing the high school reporting um, <laughs> that was funny that was yeah funny. stuff like that was just great and like brad said i smiled a lot and uh i thought it was paced really well the action was great just a lot of fun really i i uh, i enjoyed it very much um well i probably probably uh, uh will be the one that probably didn't like it as much as you, as you and brad did um, I enjoyed it. It, it had a B minus level to me. Um, I, uh, it wasn't even a lead that kind of like Tom Holland is, 
okay to me. Like, but he wasn't really, I haven't really felt like he, I don't know. I just haven't had that vibe of Spider-Man from him, um, from Civil War. And even in this, it kind of, I have to get used to it. Yeah, I think of him more like as the ultimate Spider-Man. That's more of the vibe I get from him. But I don't get like the 616 that I've read since I was a kid, Spider-Man. Um, like there's a, he's more, this is a less of an independent Spider-Man. And this is more of a, to, I, I had to get used to him being, uh, looking up to, uh, to Tony Stark so much. Like I, like there were moments where I expected him to mention uncle Ben when he pulls, you know, when he pulls from inspiration and to hear him pull in Tony Stark, it, it threw me off. Cause I'm just so used to that. Um, you know, that, that part of him, that grieving process is like, it's not there because they didn't include that in this movie. Uh, I get why. Uh, because the other movies had that in it, and they're trying to like get away from those films. Um, but I did like the. I mean, I, I for the most part like the story, the actors. Uh, I loved Michael Keaton. Like he was, he was the best part of the movie for me. Um, the way that they set up the vulture and and it connected that with uh, the destruction. And how they've been, you know, like you kind of see that there's stuff that's been going on since the Avengers have come together that they miss because they do the the world ending threats and not the little stuff. Um, I like seeing that. Uh, the action was shot really, really well. Um, loved Aunt May. It was a different Aunt May, but I love that Aunt May. How about Aunt May's pants? Yeah. Oh wow. Well, that style. I've yeah, I've seen that many times. Actually, I thought. They... I, I thought, um, thought Aunt May. I thought they toned her down enough. I was happy. Like I was afraid it was going to be hot Aunt May, like mm-hmm. all the time as a distraction. Right. Right. I was and, just about and, to say the same thing, John. Yeah, and yeah. I think maybe they grayed her hair a little bit more, and they had her in the glasses. They and, tried. They tried. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of happy with them toning it down. Tony made like one remark early on, and then that was yeah. it was done. And that was more for every fan that's watched the movie that's probably online that had said that's a hot Aunt May. Yeah, this dude. This dude. He's making web fluid in his drawer. Right. Half sleep, not thinking about class. He's making that that, that was such Spider Man. That was such a, a Spider Man moment. See, th- I actually wanted to talk to you guys about that. I know there's like usually two camps, like mechanical or 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 you know uh, what, what's the word for like just bio web fluid or whatever, organic. right? Organic, so don't right? organic. Thank you. Don't you think? And I'm not saying they should have done it in this movie, but don't mm. you think the smartest thing to do is like. The kid gets bitten, and now, like, Tony's making him the suit. Tony's mm. checking him out. And they find that, hey, your body is, like, trying to produce this web fluid, but there's no way that you'll make enough for it to help you. So I'm going to take that and manufacture it. Like, and then you get the best of both. Like, it came from Peter, but now mm. they're making a ton of it so he can use it. Rather than him, like, it's still odd to me that this kid can make web fluid in school in his free time. 
It doesn't. I you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't. I know. I know. It makes no he was sense that smart, man. Yeah, this, I, I like. I get it, and it's believe me, it's not a deal breaker for me at all. Yeah. I just think there's since he's working with Tony so much, mm. and since Tony made the whole suit, which mm. is basically Iron Man armor without the armor. You know, like, why couldn't he just be like, you know, that fluid that you're producing that was yeah. sticky, we couldn't figure it out or whatever. Well, I'm mess producing it now, and it's a weapon. But I see. I think you need. I think in the movie, you they kind of need. Like, if you gave everything to Tony Stark, like exactly, he did a lot. Like, I mean, this Spider-Man guy, he was given a lot by Tony. Like that, that really pushed him. Like all these little things that in the comics. He had to figure out, I don't even know how to sew a costume. He had to figure out how to sew a costume on his own. He had to do this. He had to do that. He put him, I mean, he kind of jump-started him when, he, when Civil War uh, came out. See, you needed something to be like, I, he did this on his own. Like, nobody helped him. This kid is so smart that he could actually come up with a, with a fluid, even though it's crazy. But it's still comics, though. I mean, you know, even though it's a movie, it's still... You gotta have something in it where that that makes Peter special than most. Okay, so what do you, what's your what's your guys' take on when when the Vulture and Scorpion meet in prison and he goes, "Word on the street is you know who he is," and Vulture mm-hmm. says, "Dude, I don't know who he is." What's y'all's take on that? Is he confused? No, it's a take on it is you saved my daughter's, you saved my life, and my daughter loves you like she was a friend and you cared about her. And I think, and I think also when he said to Peter that when he was saying he respected him for that, for the choices that he made, I, all of that seemed real. I think he really did. Like it, I have to kill you because you you're costing me. You know, like you really are affecting my family. But I think all of that other stuff he does respect Peter. I think he did. And he said, yeah. And and on top of you know like everything that's happened, I mean the. He has a code, yeah. He has a, he has a code. I think that's why those guys supported him no matter what. So to I me, could be it, totally wrong. I could be totally wrong, but I could kind of got that sense that he kind of looked at him in a different way. Like he when he when he was sitting there on, on the the beach or whatever, he just looked at him like, "Why the hell did you save me?" It just kind of <laughs> undermines his whole bad guyness, though, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I, that's where I'm at. But this is what, I, as you guys are talking, this is what I was thinking. It probably means Sinister Six isn't next. So this allows the Scorpion to be the next villain, and he yeah, doesn't know who Peter is. Yeah, I think this will be a build. I don't think we're going to get the, the the Sinister Six probably to like the third movie. Right, but Brad, so like I just thought of this right now. But if he tells him now, then scorpion knows and now you mm-hmm. have that trope next movie if they want right. to use scorpion right if he doesn't tell him now scorpion is fresh if he gets out of jail he can mm-hmm. go ahead like spider-man not knowing who peter is then maybe down the road they go back to vulture telling them or whatever right. yeah is it that or is it just vulture wants to kill him himself doesn't want anybody helping him it could be that simple too it could be that yeah it could yeah, it got kind of video game-ish. You know, when you look at it like like how Ultron was in the beginning. How it kind of looked like that. It had that look, the way they were jumping around in the body. It, it kind of had that. I expected it, though, because you have to do all that. You know, you, you, you're doing the jumping around and stuff. If that, they can cut corners, they're going to cut corners for some of that stuff. 
I never once thought anything looked too CG-ish. Yeah, I didn't really pick up too much of that. Um, who else saw it in 3D? Daryl? Yeah, I don't think did, I'm the did, only one, right? Did you cat? Did you have problems with some of the some of the action that got too fast? I was like, I almost had to like take the glasses down that for a second. That always happens. That always happens. Yeah, 3D. I've never had it before. Maybe um, it's well, I wear glasses on top of, so I have the 3D and I have my glasses on. So, so it's I always have that issue when it's 3D a little bit. When it's when it's just a little bit too much. But I I, I was impressed by. Um, you would think the vulture would look the most CG ish. But I was impressed how it he didn't <laughs> like how it it looked very good like he, it looked it looked so much like it was part of the like it was more uh, real than than I thought it would because you got this guy flying around I mean how are you gonna how's this gonna look you know this guy flying around and whatnot but they they did a great job of it I think it helped though that they, it was dark you know the way that they they kept it the, everything was kind of dark colored and stuff so it kind of it helped it to to do it that way but um how about the mj thing um didn't bother me at all just because again like you know if you're updating things you know mm-hmm. mary jane is not a name that exists to people you know under 50 60 years old so all right and now she'll be mj the rest of the series and nobody will you know they won't call her michelle she'll just be mj and it'll be like as good as now you might I would maybe have more of a problem with the character that is now MJ, right? Because wasn't M you know, she was like super uh confident and like mm-hmm. almost out of Pete's league, right? Is that how they always play that? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, so now, well, what makes totally me- different. The first thing I thought when they said MJ was, Oh, okay, maybe they're gonna go the route of keep it that her father was a drunk. But now there's a reason why this character is so dark. Like there's something happening with her at home, right? So you keep the abusive, the verbally abusive, angry, drunk father, and you you do that later. Like that'll be something that'll happen later. So she can still be MJ. She can still eventually go away and come back. I mean, we this, these movies are supposed to last, you know, for how long? You know, who's to say that you know that she can't change? The only thing that bothered me about her being MJ wasn't her being MJ, but it was just the look that she gave Peter as Peter was walking away. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, come on, that's a little forced. Well, she liked him all the way through the movie. Like, you could tell. Like, the kids, you, that's kind of, kind of, you can't nah. say that you haven't seen that before where. No, nah, I didn't get you know, that at girl, all. She didn't, she didn't have any. Feelings no. towards him at all. Yeah, Brad, remember did. in the beginning? Yeah, she did. When no, she's she like, did. it's not like I'm obsessing over him or anything, but he's right. so and so. Like she there knew what go. class he was in or something. There you go. She was in, uh, she was in, uh, uh, she didn't even have to be in um, when he got detention. put in detention. She yeah, did you know detention what? on her own. That's a good point. All right. I retract my statement. I, like, and I, I, I mean, it's been a long time since we've been in school, but I mean, I've, I've had a couple of those where, you know, we started out, I I thought she didn't, you know, she started out acting a kind of way towards me. And then you find out, oh, she, she liked me. I didn't realize it because I'm a boy and we don't think these things. I still love my Garfield, man. That's still my favorite Spider-Man. I don't care what nobody says. I still uh, love that guy. 
That's my dude. 